I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. In today's conversation, I'm chatting with Sundaresh Ramanathan, Vice President of Engineering Operations at the Kinney Group a cloud solutions integrator, harnessing the power of IT and the cloud to improve lives. Soon Duresh has a reputation for designing and managing large-scale delivery systems and a strong track record of successful leadership roles with high-profile development. He develops and leads teams to achieve outstanding results in highly complex and rapidly changing business environments. As you'll hear in his story, he's a growth-oriented leader who took on valuable feedback that has impacted him since. In other words, he applied the feedback to come up with much better solutions than he could have identified on his own. So I started off as a programmer um, and then got in, um, and I did programming for quite a few years. And at some point in time, I realized technology was moving faster than me. So I decided to move, get into management. Uh, and that's where I think I really found my rhythm. I was at, at this company called ADP for 15 years, 10 of which was in management. I led several teams um, and helped deliver successfully large-scale systems, applications for the automotive industry. Uh, through ADP, um, I also got to meet some great uh, people in HR specifically. And, uh, you know, they helped leapfrog my career through guidance and coaching and has helped me become uh, as successful as, as I have been and, uh, you know, bring me here. That's great. It's good to have people like that in your life who provide encouragement along the way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Sundaresh, on this show, we love to dive into leadership lessons and you are a seasoned leader who has a lot of great experiences, you know, particularly in complex, changing business environments. So tell us about a pivotal moment in your career that taught you a lot about yourself as a leader. While I was at ADP, uh, ADP signed me up for this uh, executive learning program at Wharton Business School. And part of that learning program, we had this large project that we had to do uh, that spanned several years. And the team that I was on comprised of resources from every department, not just engineering, but we had team members from HR, from marketing, sales, every single uh, department within ADP, and they were global. So I had team members from Italy, from France, uh, a few of them in the U.S. as well. And with each team, we had this HR mentor. Uh, her name was Pat Humphreys. Uh, I remember, I have a lot of fond memories of Pat. So we, our, our, our charter was to come up with a solution to a business problem that was assigned to our team. And over the course of the this project, early on, we decided to break it up into several uh, aspects. So there was a marketing aspect, there was a sales aspect, there was a software development aspect. And each month, we would take one aspect and dig deeper into it and try to you know, come up with a solution or try to use that in, in to address the problem that was uh, assigned to our team. And every time uh, we had a discussion, I would always bring my software development hat, you know, and every time that we had any kind of conversation, there would be a lot of frustration with the other team members because, you know, I had a very different perspective coming from engineering. So Pat Humphreys, she took me aside one day and, 
you know, she tried to coach me on, you know, how to deliver my message better. And she she made a key point at that time, which which resonated with me and, and it still stuck with me after several years. And what she said was, I tend to be three to five steps ahead of the rest of the room uh, because I just happen to think ahead uh, because that's what you have to do in software development in designing systems. You have to think about what the user wants and you have to think ahead. And so I would naturally brought those tendencies to every meeting and every conversation. And more, more often than not, what happened was the other members in the group would find it difficult to follow along with my line of reasoning or my line of thinking. And that caused a lot of angst and frustration. Uh, so once she brought that to my attention, every meeting from that point forward, I would you know, try to pay attention to whether, you know, if I was doing that. And it was pretty obvious. And once she told me, it became pretty obvious that that's what I did. And ever since I've made it, I make a conscious attempt not to think ahead. Or even if I do, when I'm communicating, I'll, I'll bring the, the other participants or the other members of the group along with me uh, so that, you know, there's a much better dialogue and conversation and I'm able to get my message across uh, more effectively. So give us an example. What does that look like? That even this morning I was in a uh, we 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 had like a, a group discussion on on a specific uh, problem that we're trying to address and again we had members from different departments. Uh so while trying to frame the problem uh which is uh, a user problem that we are we are trying to resolve, you know, my natural instinct was to go ahead with a solution because I, I had already in my mind I thought about the problem. I thought about the user experience, the desired user experience, and try to solve it. Uh, and then I could see the look in the face of the people because they were. I could tell that they were struggling to keep pace with me. So I had to stop, pause, and then you know walk over to the whiteboard and draw out the different stages that I had in my mind to help them bring to bring them help bring them along uh, with the problem and also understand you know the, the proposal that I was making. And once I did that. There were, you know, several other ideas in the room that were better than what I had proposed. Uh, so I think we were able to come up with, uh, at the end of the day, we were able to come up with a much better solution than what I had thought. So in the past, had I not done this, I would have, you know, made this proposal, uh, which some people may have not understood, and they would have failed to provide adequate uh, feedback, and we would have ended up with an inferior solution. Because, but as a result of this new line of thinking, a new thought process. Uh, and like I said, even this morning, we were able to come up with a much better solution for the customer. Yeah, I think what you're talking about, Sundaresh, is so relatable. You know, I, I see a lot of executives who process quickly being one step ahead. I, I want to go back to the moment that Pat gave you this feedback because it sounds like you were really open and willing to take that feedback on. You know, is, is that because of where you were in your career? Like, what do you attribute your willingness to hear that to? I think it's a combination of both who Pat was and how she delivered the message and uh, where I was in my career, uh, given that it, it was a like a learning program, that it's an opportunity for us to get better at what we do. And Pat did a phenomenal job of coaching me and helping me understand you know the the nuances of you know message and how important it is to get to deliver the message correctly so the people receive it well so i think it's a combination 
So how did she deliver it to you? Yeah, there's probably something we can learn in her delivery. So tell us about that. Pat and I, we, we would have one-on-ones uh, every every month. And usually the one-on-one would be after the, the session. Uh, so this was the second. So after the f- one meeting, we had a one-on-one and she tried to help me understand the challenge or even see if I, you know, observed uh, the struggles the other members of the team were having in that meeting. And and it was obvious to me that people were struggling and you know, because at some times it became frustrating. So first she tried to see my point of view to see how what I had noticed in that meeting. And then she pointed out very succinctly, and um, I don't re- remember the exact words she used, but the gist of it was she, she, she pointed out a couple of questions that people are trying to ask me which got me frustrated because to me it seemed obvious because I had already thought through that scenario and moved on. But she was able, I I mean, she was so intuitive. She was able to point right to those, you know, few questions and that that specific interaction. And she said, you remember, you know, this conversation uh, transpired and, you know, this gentleman asked you this question and, you know, you, I could see your body language change because you're getting agitated. I said, yeah, I remember that because I knew it was so obvious. I don't understand why he didn't get it. And that's how she brought me along. And she said, maybe, you know, you had already in your mind processed and processed and thought through the solution or the d- different stages and, you know, figured out the answers to all the stages. But the others were not privy to your thought process, right? So you did not think out loud. So they did not know you know, what you had in mind. So maybe the next time, instead of thinking inside, just think it out loud so they can come along and they might be able to give you, either understand and give you uh, better feedback. Good coaching there, Pat. Yeah, the the key things I hear in that story are uh, her timeliness, right? That you were in the midst of this scenario and she just acknowledged what is like what the language she used, like I could see you. So she brought to life what was happening in that situation for you. She also knows I had worked with Pat for a few years before. So we had a good working relationship and she, she knows I am a visual person. So I think she chose the language carefully that she wanted me to visualize the room, she, you know, and, you know, um, because she even said, yeah, he was sitting across the table at that seat. So she wanted me to live the moment. So and, and that's that's basically what happened, right? So when she asked me how I felt, so I could feel, right? I my she I could feel the, the conversation, I could feel the frustration, and then she reminded me the you know, the dialogue that occurred between the two of us. So it was very effective, right? I mean, I got it right away. And also because I had a lot of respect for Pat, I knew she was looking out for my best interest and she was not trying to necessarily find flaws. But, you know, I had the trust and the faith that she was doing this to make me a better leader, right? So it was easier for me to accept that type of feedback. Uh, and obviously she made it so easy, it didn't even feel like feedback. Yeah. And like you said, you were in the midst of a development program. So you were expecting some feedback and expecting growth. There's one other thing in in what you said she did that I think is worth noting is when she was offering up ideas for future, you, you said that she used language like, maybe you could try this next time. Maybe when I, when I went through my coaching certification, we called that tentative talk. She didn't say, Sundaresh, do this. She just offered up a maybe, which is more palatable, more more likely to take take that on. What are you what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I mean, 
well, I, at the end of that meeting, I, actually, as a matter of fact, even today, I mean, if I had not, if I didn't know Pat as well, I would have thought that I came up with that. You know, I recognize my flaw myself, and I came up with a solution myself. I mean, it just it just feels that way. She was well, and isn't that the key when giving someone feedback? Right, you want them to take ownership and feel like it was their idea. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's stuck with my even now. Right, my natural tendency is to think think ahead. Right, you know, work through the different uh, scenarios in my head, and you know that that conversation with Pat. This I, I'm trying to. This must have happened in 2007, so it's been quite a few years, right? And I have you know very good memories of it. Well, you're in, and you were open to it. I mean, I think that that's a point that I can't stress enough because if if you, we you know we're all receiving feedback in a variety of ways all the time, and it's it's because of your growth orientation in that moment that you heard it and took it on and improved as a leader. When ego and pride kicks in, we don't hear it. We often don't hear those things. And so we don't grow. Exactly. And that's, that's key. That's very, very important to have a, like a growth mindset or an open mindset. You know? And be, like, like I said this morning, if I had not been open to ideas, we, we would have most certainly ended with a you know, less, than better, uh, less than perfect solution, right? Because I was able to process uh, or communicate better and understand, you know, what Pat was trying to help me with. We ended up, uh, because of feedback from others, we ended up with a much better solution than, you know, that ha- that I had originally thought of. And this happens time and time again, right? If you don't have an open mind, uh, more than likely you end up with a solution that's inferior than, you know, if, you, if you're open and listen to feedback, because that helps you fine tune uh, whatever solution that you want to come up with. Yeah, that's where humility kicks in, doesn't it? And recognizing that it is through the input of others that the solution does become stronger. What about those situations when you feel really good about what you want to do and what you want to put out there? I, I know, I mean, I completely get what you're saying. And I also, as a leader, am really intentional about getting my team's perspective and, and sometimes it's like, gosh, but I, I really believe in the direction I want to take. What do you do in those situations? I mean, are there ever times when you say, no, you know, I am, I am going to move forward? There are, uh, but I, I would like, I think those are rare. You know, one of the other lessons I learned early on is <clears throat> as a leader, it's more important to be passionate about the problem than the solution. Uh, because problem is one, but solutions can be many. Right. So if you become passionate about the problem and if you if you really believe in solving the problem, then it really does not matter who comes up with the best solution as long as you, you feel and, and you, you know, you you feel satisfied that the past, the problem that you are truly passionate about has been addressed to your satisfaction. I like that. Be more passionate about the problem or working towards a solution than the actual solution. Yeah, because that's naturally then going to encourage you to get others involved and encourage others to step up and help solve it. Right. It also um, helps communicate and share the problem and help the others become equally passionate about the problem. Yeah, share the share the problem. Yeah, it's you know much like what Pat did with me, right? She She was passionate about helping me recognize a problem that I had with myself. When she, you know, she shared that passion through her communication, and then I became passionate about the problem that I had, 
which was I was thinking ahead and I was not helping the other participants in the group discussion bring them bringing them along and 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 that's why that the, the solution that which I think I I want to take credit for although she she's the one who guided me I feel very good about the solution and it sticks with me and I would suspect that you know as you, you lead engineering operations and I would suspect that serves you well that leveraging multiple perspectives because you're looking for the best solution the best solution comes from a variety of sources, more holistic solutions. So yeah, how does that play out for you in your leadership role today? You know, I think you've you said it really well. The solution comes from a variety of sources. There is no, very rare that one person has the entire solution. It's usually, you know, it's through conversation that you start off with a small piece of the solution. It's like a jigsaw puzzle, right? When you start, start off, if, you, if you're truly passionate about solving the problem, or under, if you truly understand the problem, then you start with a small piece of the puzzle and then you just keep building on it. It's like a mind map, right? You keep adding to it, you know, what if, what if, what if. And then there are multiple people who have different what if scenarios that they have either experienced in their past, uh, through their past experiences or, you know, they, they just ha- have a different perspective. And, you know, you know, through that discussion, you once you put all the pieces together, you always end up with a pretty picture. Yeah, I suspect that plays out in your in your leadership every day in some way. Every day, every day, yes. Yeah, in fact, uh, we are in the process of you know building, like I said earlier, right? We're in the process of building an app for a customer, and you know, I have ideas on how that should be solved. Uh, I was on a call with one of my engineers. Uh, like we have a, this concept called Pods, where we have small teams of five or six people, uh, five or six engineers, and then uh, in that pod, uh, I just shared the idea. In fact, one of my pod captains, he shared the idea, you know, what the, the problem that we're trying to solve. And then he ended up with, you know, seven different solutions, seven different ideas, which just made the overall offering that we we, 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 we end up taking to the customer so much better than what it had originally started out to be, right? So now I feel not only passionate about the problem, but also super excited that we're going to be able to take this awesome solution to the customer, present it to the customer. A fuller solution. And that even gets into, that gets into the, like the power of diversity of thought. It also, no doubt, has a big impact on the engagement of the people that are a part of the solution because they feel like they're a part of it. So how does that play out for you all? Tell us about the engagement of your team. Again, so this this I'll come back to the same example, right? So he he mentioned it. So he and I had discussed the part captain and myself. We had discussed it yesterday morning and told him this is the problem that we want to solve. We brainstormed some ideas. He came up with a few, and then you know, him and I we tweaked it a little bit. And then I told him why don't you sleep on it, and then we'll discuss it again tomorrow. Um, and then he had this pod meeting later in the evening. And then the next day, you know, he he shared the pod's feedback. But what happened was the previous morning when, you know, Brian and I, we had this conversation, he, he was, I could tell, yes, he was excited, but he was not very excited. He was still hesitant, right? He could not, he, he did not feel we had the best solution. I could just tell from the tone, his body language. And as a result, even I didn't feel too excited. And that's one of the reasons I said, sleep on and we'll bring, discuss it again tomorrow. The following day when he came back and he shared with me, the feedback that he received from his team. And I think diversity there is key because we have uh, his part. He has engineers with all levels of experience, uh, some new and some seasoned. 
and he also has male and female engineers. And he said every one of them had really, really positive uh, and great ideas. And what he brought back to me the following day was just a collection of everyone. And he was able to tell me who gave which idea. That, and I could feel the excitement uh, in, when he was delivering the, 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 the suggestion back to me. Like he, he had a very different tone. He, he believed in it. He wanted to do it as compared to the previous day where he, you know, yeah, he had to do it, right? So it changed from I have to do it to now I absolutely want to do it because it's going to be an awesome solution. Yeah, and so he's now more engaged. The connection with you too, he must feel so empowered and trusted to be a part of it in the way he is. Yes, and, and his team, his part, uh, because I made sure that he goes back to his part and tell him that we're going to incorporate all the feedback and that we, we hope to take it to the customer next week. Well, and all of this started, if we go back to the, the beginning of the, of the story around your awareness of a behavior that was getting in your way, you got feedback, so you course corrected. And so, you're, you know, your natural tendency, you're out ahead. Like in that scenario, you, you could have jumped to solution. And then, right, and all these really positive engagement and connection and stronger relationship with your team member and his team, like it, none of those would have been possible. Honestly, when Brian and I had the discussion, the other team members, we didn't even consider bringing it up to them because they, they were assigned to different uh, to other projects. So we did not want to disturb them. It just so happened they met that evening. Brian met, brought it up with them. And it's it's a good thing he did it, and you know the the end result is is far superior to what what we had originally thought of. There is a, a good friend of mine. Uh, there's one more you know vivid memory recollection I have of so a, a good friend of mine. He was explaining to me he he um, how he had to teach his daughter how to run, and to me it's at first when he said I had to teach my daughter how to run, and I did. Every, everything I could to stop myself from, you know, reacting to that comment. So I let him finish. And then he explained to me, he said, yeah, she could run, but her feet were not falling just the right way. He was a runner, so he knew how to run. So he said, I had to literally show her one step at a time how to run. And he said, today, my so he was he was one of my lead architects, and he, him and I, we were having this conversation over beer. And he said, today, when we hire new engineers, I tend to do the same thing with them. I don't assume they know how to write code. I'll watch them write code, and then I'll teach them step-by-step step how to write the code most efficiently so that it, it can run as effectively and, and scale uh, as needed. So that's another thing that I have very clear I think is applicable to everyday situations, right? So going back to what Pat said, I have to walk these people through every single step, which is similar to, you know, John teaching his daughter how to run, how to take a step, uh, similar to, you know, what Brian and I tried to do yesterday and then he took to his team and then helped them come along, you know, one step at a time. And at the end of it, you know, we all finished the race together and, and, and you know, it's, a great, it's a great feeling. It's a great sense of accomplishment. Yeah, it's this feeling of we're in this together. Yeah, and, and what I hear both in the, the story with your friend teaching his daughter to run and then just that example of you walking your team through it, it's just a slowing down also. You started the story with, you know, your tendency is to be out three to five steps ahead. And this is like coming back, meeting your team where they are 
and then going through the process with them. That is so true. Yes. I mean, the, the encouragement that you're providing, providing me is ultimately that's so much more fulfilling and so much more fun at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's good. It's satisfying. Yeah. When you go back home, you feel good about it. Yes. And it started with, let's not forget, it started with your openness and your willingness to take on feedback. I mean, that's leaders listening, be open to what, what feedback you're getting indirectly and directly. I, we, we get feedback every day. Are, are we hearing it? Are we, are we humble enough to recognize where there's opportunities to grow? Good. And then the impact that slowing down and coming alongside your team can have in their engagement and ultimately the fuller solution that you come up with. Uh, and, and you know, by slowing down and being open to, to feedback, I, in my experience, I, I, I think that's the only way you understand and you're able to apply it, right? Receiving feedback is one thing, but it's also important to be able to, you know, be humble enough to recognize it and then apply it, you know, the next the next time you run into similar situations. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because you said right away, pretty you know, pretty quickly after Pat gave you the feedback, you saw and, and course corrected. Right. Yeah, so good point. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to actually take on the feedback and do something with it. Sometimes that is more difficult than receiving feedback, right? If you, I want to be able to apply that. Well, yeah, there's this uh, this habit that we all have, you know, just doing what we've always done and that's what's comfortable. So it, it does take, in your case, you said it was your tendency to be out three to five steps ahead. So you had to be intentional about pulling that back and meeting your team where they are. That takes intentionality. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights. If our, if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? LinkedIn is probably the best. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Sundaresh Ramanathan. Or you can email me at sr at sundareshr.com. Well, thank you for the insights. Appreciate you being a guest on the show. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.